Rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. We got executive producer Brad Carson on the ones and twos. Happy Monday to you. It's a lot better than it would have been uh, if the Tigers had lost that game to Wichita State. We'll get to all that. For now, we do. We've got our man John Martin with us. We don't know how long that will be for because, of course, DJ Coleman, uh, John's future son, is soon on the way, and he will have to tend to those duties. But for now, we're going to count each day that we've got him as a blessing. We'll have to talk about uh, including what's coming closer now, Super Bowl. Yes, Super Bowl week, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes looking for, it's crazy, three Super Bowl titles in his six seasons as a starter. 49ers looking for their first title since 1994, as John reminded me last week. 49ers one-and-a-half-point favorite. We'll talk more about that line everything else uh, with our man. We did discuss it. Thank goodness you got the outcome that you did because for much of that game it looked like it was going to go the other way tigers staring a five-game losing streak first one since 99 right in the face then they went into the huddle we're going to talk about the huddle grizzlies got smacked a couple times we'll talk about that hey trade deadlines thursday gonna do anything else following uh obviously moving on from steven adams trading him to houston what about luke Kennard? what about xavier tillman we will ask those questions and i'm curious to see if my fellow colleagues if at all, we well, need you. Yep, I see, I see. And this one's only like one side. I'm curious to see if they watched the Grammys last night. I did. I watched the Grammys. Uh, there were Memphis winners. Uh, and then there was one historic winner that we will talk about as well. How is everyone today? I'm oh, good. good, man. Count down the days, brother. Count down the days. Yeah. Count down yeah. the hours. Man, any minute now. Yeah, I figure, I mean, we could lose you at any point during this show, tomorrow, whenever. You're about to have a so, child. J- John is about to have a baby. Just be prepared. His family. Yeah, we're excited about right. you and your family and uh, everything that's going on. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, it was a big weekend uh, just in terms of what you avoided, right? It was just in terms of what you prevented by winning that game on, on uh, what was it, Saturday? Saturday. Yep. Yeah, uh, what you prevented and the discussions that you avoided by that shot going in and that run happening. So, yeah, we'll get to that here uh, in just a little bit. Uh, Jason Fitz going to join us at 125. Respect, burgers. We're going to talk. But without further ado, uh, if you guys will, we'll do a little cap or no cap. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now it's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. All right, the huddle with 7.55 remaining saved the Memphis basketball season, Jason. Cap or no cap? Save the game. Save the day. Uh, whether it saved the season's to be determined. So that, this is a tough one to to call because, again, so much left to unfold with the rest of the season but certainly i mean john we said it it, i don't know how much hope or faith or what would have been said if if you're coming out of that game and you were what down 14 with 740 left that huddle happened with 755 and that's you know you come out of it and that's where the run started but i don't know where we'd be today what we'd be discussing in terms of this program and forget this season we'd be discussing its future and penny hardaway's future let's be real because you would have been staring at the first five-game losing streak since 1999. That's uh, something we haven't discussed. Or that uh, the tone that that would have been had been a, a tone around here that we hadn't been, you know, had to use for a while. And so, glad you're not there. Safe season? Penny Hardaway and the players want to say that. They want us to believe that. 
Uh, but again, when you perform like you did in the first half of that game, getting to a double-digit hole, sure, you fight your way back. We've seen the Tigers win close games on last-second shots here in conference play. I just have a hard time believing it's fixed, John. I have a hard time believing that that moment is going – you know, I, I'd like to. And we've seen turnaround moments the last two seasons – but just we're going to point to that one huddle where Penny Hardaway says the players finally got it. You know, I, I was hoping they got it after the UAB loss. I was hoping they got it before then. We all were. I, I just I, I would feel naive, John, pointing to this huddle and saying, yes, now they make the run. Now they go win the AAC, and now it's back on to the tournament and a deep push. I hope that's the case. Um, but I, I don't know that the huddle has fixed the season. That win saved you from a lot of, uh, you know, from from – Maybe, maybe not just the end of this season, but maybe even more. You know, perhaps we'll see. Yeah, glad it, glad it didn't happen because um, I that would not have been a fun day. A radio would not be a fun rest of the uh, of the season. Um, just, just uh, you know, we thought if, if if you believe that the loss to Rice was rock bottom, this would have been even worse than rock bottom. Um, so I'm glad that didn't happen. I don't think anybody here is dumb. I don't think anybody here is stupid. I don't think anybody here is actually going to come in here today and say that this saved the season. That's dumb as hell. That's actually the dumbest thing you could ever possibly say. And you don't deserve a platform if you would ever say anything like that on a win like that. But could it possibly be a rallying point? Could it possibly have shown something that maybe you questioned whether or not it existed in the last you know two to three weeks of the season that maybe these guys actually do have a little bit of fight in them? that maybe they do have a little bit of pride in them um, and that they're just sick of getting, getting embarrassed by these low-rung teams in the AAC, maybe. That's as far as I would be willing to go um, because prior to that comeback, I did not think they had that. I did not think that was in them. And now I think it, it might be. I don't know if that's what, you know, that's not going to be good enough. Just to say uh, we don't want to be embarrassed at home, that's not good enough, especially when you were top 10 in the country. We've belabored this point. We've sort of said the same things every single day for the last, you know, two and a half weeks. That's not going to change because you pulled off a miracle against Wichita State. Um, could it be something that they carry with them against FAU twice? I mean, Penny's good in those spots. He always has been. You know, in the situations where Memphis has needed to win games against top-tier competition in the AAC, more often than not, he has done that. Again, when he has to, not like just because, not to get ahead for the, for the love of God, but when you absolutely have to do it in desperation moments, Penny's done that. He beat Houston twice, even the year in COVID where they had to beat Houston at least once you felt like. I mean, those were one-possession games. It took a ridiculous Tremont Mark, you know, half-court heave to beat him that one time. So they've always been good in those spots. So I think that's the part of it that I would be willing to to entertain that, you know, maybe they can pull off some wins uh, that that we thought previously were not possible, but save the season, absolutely not. I mean, that's just not uh, that's not where we are. I, I I think saved Penny's job from being in question. Yes, because five straight losses had not happened since Johnny Jones in nineteen ninety nine two thousand. I mean, that's that's where I think that conversation would have gone. Um, and people were even tweeting about it already. Woken was tweeting it before they lost the game, that it's time to have a conversation about Penny Hardaway. So you prevented that. You staved that off. No doubt about that. Um, and, again, I'm not agreeing or necessarily weighing in on whether or not that should have been the case. I'm just telling you that's what it would have been. 
So they saved that from happening. Beyond that, been doing this long enough to, and I've been burned enough times to where I'm not coming in here today and making any kind of grand proclamations about where this season is going to go. That's dumb as hell. And shame on you if you do that today. I don't think anybody's doing it. Um, they would, that's the spin. Well, I'm that not Memphis would in like it. you to believe, but I don't think anybody in the right. I mean, I get why they say that. I get why they would say that. Well, I mean, you, they have to believe in that building. Something. Um, the issue is that was a one win in conference Wichita State team. Like, if it had been even one of the better teams in the league, Florida Atlantic, obviously, you're coming back on them. That's one thing. I, I maybe I've got a little bit more uh, belief, a little bit more optimism in terms of the turnaround. Right? It, it was. The fact that you were struggling for the second straight game with a one-win team at the time, Rice, now Wichita State, for the second straight game, that's, that's scary. I'm, I'm still I'm, I'm kind of still there. I'm still, man, what, what, what's, what's going to happen next against Temple? Because, to be honest with you, after UAB, which we, we'd sort of, we knew where they were at that point. We knew that would be a tough place to play. We looked at Rice. We looked at Wichita State. We looked at Temple. So, well, there's your, I mean, that should be three easy ones. They haven't been. You lost the first one. Yep. Could have lost yesterday. You got Temple coming up. So, so I'll be real honest with you. Nothing about, in terms of what I believe this team can do the rest of this, it didn't, it didn't really change with that win. That was scary. Really, frankly, you could argue, Wichita State outplayed you for the majority of that game, and heroically, yes, you're able to pull it out. But that's, that's scary to me because it doesn't feel like we've moved a long way off. I know, again, we're hoping that's the case. Penny Hardaway teams, to his credit, February and on, Especially the last couple of years, they've been fantastic. And hopefully that was, you know, your first game in February. Hopefully it was a tournament. But the fact that we're pointing to it against a Wichita State hadn't done a dang thing this year. And one that you handled last time you played them. Got to come back from down 14, less than eight minutes left. That's scary to me. Thank goodness they did. Or else, uh, yeah, the the tone would be a much darker one. Yeah, there's going to be another moment, though. There's going to be another moment with this team. I don't think think we're necessarily done with Penny out of the woods, just in terms of you were talking about this one win staves it off. Yeah, right, staves it off for now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to need a lot more. Yeah, you still lost it. I mean, you still still are – I don't know what the projections look like today. I'm happy to pull those up just to start your week off on a good note. Uh, 0.3% chance of Memphis getting a – uh, at large bid, Cordatorvic. So there you go. I mean, and I think that's a completely fair um, projection. I mean, you're they'd have to beat FAU twice. They'd have to beat SMU there. Um, they're not doing that, right? They're not going to win all those games. They have to beat North Texas at North. They're not doing that. Um, so yeah, it's where you are. You still have to win your conference tournament. That that much is your, your season is over in that sense. Which is like that's what that's the that's where you come back to. You've already you've done so much damage, you just prevented a little bit more damage. But like, I, I saw people saying that if Memphis had lost to Wichita State, their at large hopes are dead. Their at large hopes are dead. Again, barring something ridiculous, it, it, like if they win, they win every game the rest of the way, which they're not going to do. They 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 show have shown they're losing to Rice. When you lose to South Florida and you blow a twenty point lead at home and you lose to Rice. You are capable of losing to anybody. That is the facts. So they're going to lose more games. Now, are they the kind of team that when the conference tournament starts, if they're on the right side of that thing, can win it? Absolutely. We've seen them do it. So it's not, it's not, that's not crazy. Um, but in terms of this regular season, it's just can you, can you be playing at least some decent basketball going into that conference tournament? And, we, and again, the fact that that's where, where we are in February, another year, that's probably worth the discussion. But 
you know, I think at this point it's beating a dead horse, um, and there's nothing productive that we can really add. It is what it is at this point for one reason or another. Um, I think Penny Hardaway has got to stop playing so many freaking players. I mean, he dug himself. He puts himself in these disadvantageous positions. It's his own doing. There is, and then, and then, I mean, there's just no reason to play eleven play. I, I got text from former Memphis Tigers. Okay, former Memphis players, proud Memphis players, who cannot believe his rotation patterns, who are just mystified by it. And I don't know what to say. I don't know how. I don't have a good explanation for it. Nobody seems to have a good explanation for it. And it's not new. This is something that Penny's been doing since he got here. Right. But this is not East High School. This is not Team Penny. You know, you have got to decide, man. And I know that this is a guy that does not necessarily embrace confrontation. He doesn't want to have those hard conversations. He doesn't want to make anybody mad. But, dude, you're, it's past that. Because when, you, when it's a free-for-all, everybody expects to play. And when everybody expects to play and they don't play, then you have people on the bench who are pissed off and disgruntled. And when you do play everybody, you don't have your best players in any kind of a rhythm. You don't have your best players in any kind of continuity. And you get a scrambled mess which is what it was for the first 20 minutes. I mean, if you look back at the substitutions that took place in the final eight minutes of that game, you're going to find that they were minimal. You're gonna, that's what you're going to – it was Quinterly. It was Tomlin. It was David Jones. They were in there the whole damn time. This is not – we don't have to reinvent the, the sport of basketball. It's very simple. Just Penny can't help himself, you know. And if that changes, then I think this team can go up. I don't know if it will. Uh, okay, Grizzlies will make another move before the deadline. Cap or no cap? I think that is no cap. Um, whether it's a Xavier Tillman, whether it's some of these, the Wings, now the Zaires, the Roddies, you know, the, the Laravias, um, or whether it's a Canard. I do think there is more to be done. We saw the move last week for Houston Adams. It takes you, what, $17 million below the second apron. If you're going to come in here and bring in a, a an upgrade or something close in terms of center position for next season, you're still got to make some moves. Uh, still, like from a money standpoint, uh, and maybe we'll just see again a consolidation of the wing. So I do think there'll be some more action before the trade deadline. Although a lot of that stuff can be done afterwards as well. And so, but 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 yeah, yeah. Is it something major? I doubt it. But I do think we'll see some more movement. Reportedly interested in Killian Hayes, who was ass. Um, just an absolutely terrible basketball player. Now, some people are telling me that he's a contract. Um, if that's if that's the case, okay. To me, there's a difference between being interested in an expiring contract and being interested in a player. What's the what? What is the truth? Because Killian Hayes is ass. Yeah, expiring is about again getting lower, so you can I would uh, theoretically go out and go get you a center. Yeah, Killian Hayes has been given every opportunity imaginable in Detroit. That 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 franchise has been <clears throat> toiling for four or five years since he's been there, and he still can't make an impact. So he like there's like you're not. It is absolutely a waste of time to kick your tires on a guy like that. He has had the chance. If you can't if you can't hack it in Detroit where they suck and expect to lose, and you still can't make an impact, mm-hmm. you're never going to make an impact. Now, if you're interested in financial, the financial the financial piece of it, I'm not a CBA nerd. I don't go to sleep at night reading the salary cap. I don't know what the situation is. I don't care, really. Uh, if it's a move to make another move, that's one thing. Um, but in terms of the player himself, you know, absolutely not. Um, just ass is really the way I look at it. So if you, if you bring him in, 
Uh, I will not be in favor of that unless you plan to move him. I guess they will make another one, but again, I have no necessarily institutional knowledge on that in terms of what they can and can't do. Um, if they are typically, I just have using history as a guide, they are t- typically busy at the deadline, and I expect them to, if, they, if there is a deal to make, they will make it. Um, if somebody is willing to take Zaire Williams, if somebody is willing to take Jake LaRavia, again, the problem is the NBA has eyeballs. So I don't really know how, what, what do you expect to get back? Like, what do you expect? To, and somebody's like, well, you can package uh, Killian Hayes and Zaire Williams and Jake LaRavia and, and get what? And get what? I mean, those three players are awful. I mean, so if you combine all of them, into, you, you get to, you get to uh, combine all of them into one player? I'm just, I'm just very confused as to what people think the return is going to be with a package that looks like that. Is that, is that going to yield a starter? I mean, I, I don't know what world that's in mm-hmm. unless you're taking on a lot of money. You know, you're taking on bad contracts. I just don't understand. So if there's a deal to make, I assume they'll make it. But, yeah, um, I don't have any institutional knowledge on that. Uh, okay, the Commanders will move up to get Caleb Williams in the draft. They are slotted at number two. Your Bears, number one. Yeah, they went and hired Cliff Kingsbury after it looked like Cliff Kingsbury was at one point going to be your OC. Uh, Dan Quinn gets the head job with the Commanders, and Cliff Kingsbury very quickly is hired uh, over with the Commanders. Now, why is that important to the Caleb Williams stuff. Well, Cliff had Caleb Williams, obviously, at USC. At one point, the Bears were interviewing uh, Cliff Kingsbury for their OC position. Didn't decide to go that way, but the tie has always been you bring in Cliff Kingsbury, you figure the team that does, hey, maybe they got the hots for Caleb Williams. It makes a lot of sense from a uh, you-worked-with-him standpoint. We know Kingsbury's history with quarterbacks. Now, all of that said, uh, you're assuming here that the Bears would be willing to trade down to two and be willing to take one of the other quarterbacks, Drake May or Jaden Daniels. And I'm saying that because it's we, we've discussed this ad nauseum. The writing's on the wall for Justin Fields. So we, we can, uh, I think, all pretty much come to the conclusion the Bears are going to move on from him. And so are you okay with one of the other two quarterbacks because trading down? And Caleb Williams, D.C. Uh, area native, whatever else it would, it'd be him going home. Uh, but are the, the Bears willing to come down? Well, what's the price? That That's... That is our question here about whether or not Cliff Kingsbury is going to be able to, and the, and the commander is going to be able to get Caleb Williams. You're going to have to go through the Bears to do it. And what would be the price last year to move up for Carolina? I was believe it was up from nine, was one first rounder, next year's first rounder, the one the Bears have now, and DJ Moore. I've, I've read where two first rounders could be the price for Washington to move up over the next two years, not just their number two pick, obviously. And so ultimately, I, you're asking me if it's kept. I, I kind of it. It feels to me like the Bears are feeling a little bit foxy. Like you, you would be willing to take a. Here's the question: Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels, and perhaps two future the two future first rounders of the Commanders for the next couple of years. I love me some Caleb Williams, but I like that deal better because I got a lot of confidence in Jaden Daniels and what he's going to be. We've talked about him since November, John, mm-hmm. and sort of kind of predicted that he would rise up in this draft. So I like the idea of getting the commander's next two picks for the first two years. Look how the Carolina one paid off for you after they go get Bryce Young. You got the number one pick. What's that going to look like the next two years? There's no promise commander's going to get up off the ground with under new ownership and with Dan Quinn. And so to me, I like the package. You know, I'd, I'd probably sit up here and roll my eyes at you if it's Drake May and the two. It's, it's the same thing, though. It's do you want the couple of picks – you know, and your your prospect quarterback, or you want Caleb Williams, the man who's been crowned as the next sort of Patrick Mahomes. I, in the end, I think the Bears are going to end up doing it. They're going to yeah. let Washington go crazy to go get their man. Yeah, look, I think that is actually a, a good call out. Um, 
you know, the, the talks broke down with Cliff and, and the Raiders, and I think the reporting that I'm seeing now is that the Raiders were not willing to add a third year to his deal, which I don't I don't know why you wouldn't, but that's what we do. We were organizationally just totally incompetent. Um, and, yeah, I think when you think about Cliff's history with quarterbacks, it's the guys who are, you know, mobile, guys who are, you know, magic makers. Um, and... Drake May's not that. I mean, he's you know he's more of a traditional, you know, pocket passer. You know, Cl- Cliff had Mahomes at Texas Tech. He had obviously K one there in, in Arizona. And I think you're right. Like if you if you don't really feel necessarily a great conviction about the difference between Caleb and, and Jaden Daniels, which I could listen to all day because as as like. Caleb Williams is sort of just in terms of his play is a little bipolar. He can have these amazing plays where it's just like, how did he do that? And then he he will have like just bad picks where he holds onto the ball too long or gets sacked in the backfield for twenty yards. Like I mean, that's and so I can understand where like, well, why don't I just go with the guy that's a little bit more, you know, not maybe less sort of um, hot and cold. He can make plays. He's a Heisman winner, you know, um, and less sort of a uh, volatile. Right? I can see that a hundred percent. Um, and I think it would be smart, actually. I my think, luck is my bear, the Bears will trade down and take Drake May. Mm-hmm. Even though I want J- – they'll take Drake May with the I could pick. see Jaden Daniels. Like, Jaden Daniels goes to the Patriots. I could just way. visualize, though, like just this pre-draft steam. I could just see it on Jaden Daniels. Like I could, I could just see his pro day in the combine. And it's, all. A, it's already happening. Yeah, yeah. Like, even with the pro day where he – actually, he could flip it. Yeah, like I could see him – I could see and him be the passing team. Drake May. Yeah. Oh, in terms a, of the it's, scuttle. It's, you know it's getting close now, yeah. I think that's actually a you know look. I mean, look. I think you're obviously you're in the spot that everybody freaking dreams of being in, because whatever you do, you're set. You're going to draft. You you are going to get a quarterback. It's just a matter of do you get maybe a guy that his ceiling might be a little lower, but you pick up uh, you know some firsts out of the deal. Yeah, imagine where the commanders pick could be the next two years. Yeah, I mean you could theoretically be right back in this spot. You know, two years, hundred percent, one of the two, whichever one. So I think that's that's it's I mean it's it's really an amazing situation. Um, you know you you have and you got fields to trade and possibly right. you're going to get draft capital. You're going to you know, get something second, for him. Second round pick you'd hope at the at the at the bottom. You know you've got a, a number one in DJ. You've got you know Montez Sweat there in your backfield. Your defense and was as um, one of the most improved units in the back half of the season as any in the NFL. Most cap space in the league. Most cap space. To go out and get I a mean, guy like Mike Evans. You know, you guys, and again, you look at the division. Well, I think yeah, the division I mean, kind of solidified itself that there's two on top. Without what the run Green Bay did, what was the youngest team we sent since '74 mm-hmm. do what they did, make playoffs and all, and then and then Detroit. You know, looking at the fact that they kept their OC. That's true. It, it's. They solidified themselves, I think, in a way with the way they finished the season. Maybe that I, I didn't predict or didn't see coming, but no, they're, they're, you would put yourself in a spot where you're at least, you know, you can tell yourself you can contend with those guys. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I don't think Minnesota's going anywhere if they bring Kirk back, and it looks to me like they will. Yeah, I mean Minnesota's, but to they, me, they could be bringing up the rear if you if you handle this right, mm-hmm. you could push yourself up to with those other guys. Yeah, and I think you so, know we 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 talked to Adam, you know, turn off about you know the the Lions. You know, and and it it it, you know, if if golf kind of drops off at all, you know. But we like him staying with Ben, and the fact the, that they kept Ben Johnson, and they're they're gonna get they're gonna play a first place schedule next year. That's true. That I mean, part's true. But. You know, that's that's definitely you know how it, Dan Campbell's aggressiveness pay, uh, pay, uh, paid off most of the season. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes that coin flips the other way, you know, like it did in the in the 49ers game. Sometimes over the course of a season it doesn't go. Like I remember there was that year with um with Del Rio with the Raiders uh when they made the playoffs, Carr broke his leg at the reg- end of the regular season. That's right. But they had like a ridiculous record in one score games. Like they were like 9 and 0 or 10 and 1. Like or, Minnesota was a couple years exactly. ago. Exactly. Right. And then the next year that record flipped. Mm-hmm. They, they it was like the complete opposite of the year before. One score games, but it went the other way. Yep. I mean, the NFL is just, it does not, you do not last long at the top. And I think well, all you can hope to do, like, just compare your situation with mine, okay? We have cap space, but we have Antonio Pierce as head coach who missed out on his top OC hire, and then we hired your leftovers and Luke Getze. How about that? That that's now You're like, telling me Kingsbury bought. Some of the reporting and the indications mm-hmm. seem to be that once the once Dan Quinn got that commander job, he left Contingent for your game. That's well, and then again, the reporting today is that the Raiders were not offering the third year. Either way. I mean, I would you go. You didn't get him and you went get him. I would that's, go that's awful. to Washington Getsy. over the Raiders because the commanders have a completely New clear and they have that, and you know who their quarterback's going to be. It's going to be one of Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Yeah. You do not know who the quarterback for the Raiders is going to be. You have no clue. I mean, it could be a number of guys, it it's could true. be anybody, you know, it could be you for all we know. So I think if you're Cliff, you're like, well, it could be, you know, Russell Wilson. Maybe I don't really, I don't want to coach Russell Wilson necessarily, or I, I would rather coach a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I buy this. You yeah. know, yeah. than Russell Wilson. You know, you just make those calculations. Um, it's just the way that thing goes, and and uh, it's just funny. I was reading some of the reports, like the Raiders beat writer spin is like, oh, if you look at what Luke Getzey did as the passing game coordinator in Green Bay, he really unlocked Devontae Adams. Like, yeah, that's really our problem. Yeah. We and need somebody to unlock Devontae Adams. And you definitely have to skip over the last two years of what he's done. You exactly. have to go back to his Green Bay work to find anything yeah, I mean, good. That's, you know, that's, that to me is like, that's like, the, it's deal. so Raiders, it, it physically pains me that, that, that this is who we wind up with. I mean, Antonio Pierce says you got to ha- you got to meet a threshold of 24 points a game to be our OC. The dude had 19 in a game. I mean, so you just throw all that stuff out the window. It's just complete garbage. I'm um, sorry. No, I mean, it's like, it, we're going to... That's where you don't want to be. We're going to be spinning our wheels with some veteran contracts who we can't get off of. Poverty franchise. And we're, and we're going to win too many games to get good picks, right? We're 13th. All for what? I mean, all for what? I mean, that 63 was nice, but it cost us. It cost us some draft spots. And now you can't get a quarterback at 13. And you can't even move up without giving away your whole franchise to get one of those four, three guys. Come on, see I me. Mean, we got Justin Fields for you. you I mean, told me Getsy don't want to work with But no, him. they're say, they're saying that, that that means that you're not in the field. Right. Yes. And I Trademark. and I agree with that. We don't need to run that back. That was awful. And Luke Getsy would be the one to tell you no. Yeah, and I am sure Justin Fields would do the same thing. He ain't coming to the Raiders if he's there. You know? Okay. I don't think that would happen in a million years. Good luck. Maybe you get Russell. Uh Jamarcus no, Wilson. I'd rather have Jamarcus at this point. Just really just no, you're tank. Just, you're just in a bad mood when you say that. Now we have the full evidence. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, it'll be interesting to see. What I, but I do think that's a that's a good call out. Commanders probably do move up to get Caleb Williams. If yeah, I got a feeling it's going it's reasonable. If it's reasonable. Uh, okay, the Grammys were good. Cap or no cap? No cap. They were. I feel like we've come in here the last few years and said we don't care. I actually watched. I don't know how invested you were. I enjoyed the performances. Even Billy Joel, uh, Tracy Chapman with our boy Luke Holmes, fantastic, did a, a fast car. He'd done the cover that's, uh, you know, won a Grammy. And, and, and 
really, and Bennett said it best. He 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 gave her all the spotlight though in their in their performance of it. I had Jay Z sticking up for his woman, Beyonce, saying how can she be have the most Grammys in terms of individual Grammys? What is it, thirty two? She won last year or something in that thirty, but never have won album of the year. Uh, you had a uh, Meryl Streep there. Uh, in terms of trying to figure out what, what's the difference between an album of the year, record of the year, so their little laughs, Trevor Noah, I thought was good. I'm trying to think of cons. There weren't many. There were a couple times where it slowed down. That Billie Eilish Barbie song, that one, it's it's beautiful, but it's boring. I, but I know it means a lot to a lot of people, and so my point is, it got it kind of got it kind of got slow in some of those performances, but. I thought overall, man, and it, it, a thing finished at about 10.32. Felt like it ran on time. Not too many people went over. Good show. Diverse. Good, well, well run. Good show. Good show. Grammys were good last night. I may be in the I may be in the minority though. I mean, I saw a lot of. I mean, I, I saw it on social media. I don't. I don't. I don't watch award shows. Me and the wife took it all in last night. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch the Oscars. I don't watch the Grammys. I saw, you know, there was people mad about Taylor Swift winning an album of the year. Uh, I left out the history that she did main. Yeah, yeah, she's the only one to have now won four albums of the year. Mm-hmm. What a list she was I mean, on. I, I, is there anybody? Sinatra, Stevie Wonder. There was one more um, that, that had won three, but no one had won four. So she made a history last night. Yeah. Mind I, blown, she said. I, I thought her album was good. I thought it was... I. I, I Shocked that people didn't expect her to win Album of the Year. I'm not sure who the competition was. Oh, Paul was. Simon is the other one. Paul Simon is the other one, the three-time okay. Album of the Year winner. There were three. Gotcha. And now she's four. She is. She's the only one to have won four. She stands alone. Yes. Um, so that's tough. I mean, you, she's queen. It's hard not to. It's hard not to hand it to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I saw the Jay Z um, uh, speech where he said basically that he doesn't. Think much of the Grammys. He won a lifetime so many award. in so many words. Yeah, Grammys needs more. Has more work to do. Was yeah. his was his point. It's kind of like I'm accepting this. It's great, but it doesn't matter because some of y'all don't belong in the categories you're nominated for. And my wife's he, never won album. He the really year. made it about his wife not winning. Right. Stand up for your woman, man. Yeah, I get that. I guess uh, it is kind of weird that she has the most Grammys of anybody and she's never won album of the year. Well, like, never once. Seems seems like it's impossible, kind of. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. I like I like Miley Cyrus won oh. a Grammy last night. She won two. She our, won two. I Grammys. think our first two Grammys is what I read. Right. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't. I didn't think less of Miley Cyrus prior to her winning Grammys, and I don't think more of her after. I guess sort of the way I look at it. Right. Like I'm told that song "Flowers" is a real girl anthem this year. Uh huh. Real big. This is all 2023, is though, right? Yes, 2023. Is that, yeah. Does Sam not play "Flowers" around the house a lot? I don't think Sam my is wife a was, Miley. I, I, my wife knew the words, and when she she educated me on that song, apparently big time. And yeah, Miley Miley won for it. Yeah, I think my, my my wife is like I cannot I couldn't break any news to my wife on Taylor Swift. Like she knew she knows. I think she just gets those directly to her phone, like Woj. So, so Miley was discarded. She's not even in, on your wife's radar. It's all about Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Forget the Miley. Yes, Swift. definitely. That makes sense. I mean Taylor. Like that's why people are saying Taylor Swift is going to you know, possibly swing the election. When she drops her endorsement, I mean, like she's that she's locked powerful. in right now. They were doing Trevor was doing his monologue, and she comes walking in, mm-hmm. like during it, while everybody else is sitting down. Oh, there's Taylor Swift. I mean, it just it puts her on so much more of a, a pedestal. Mm-hmm. We're watching her walk in. Everybody else is seated. You know, everybody else contributed to music. Everything is seated and watching her come in. She's just she's been crowned at this point. It's amazing. No, um, the controversy is that she 
didn't really acknowledge Celine Dion when she accepted she the award. She did not. I noticed that. You yeah. know, St- Celine is up there with a, um, is it called stiff person syndrome? It doesn't sound yeah, real, but it, yeah. it's, got, it's called stiff something. Stiff person or stiff... Anyway, she she that's why she hasn't been in the public eye for so mm-hmm. long, mm-hmm. Celine Dion. And so for her to come up there and give the award, like she talked about, it's just a blessing for her to even be on the stage, Celine Dion was saying. And then when Taylor came up, I noticed it too. I mean, Dion's, Celine Dion's one of the, the uh, what are we talking about here? She's, she's as big as it gets or certainly was, what was she said, 20-something years ago when she was on the stage accepting one of these. And then there was no real acknowledgement uh, from Taylor. Of her, it was more about who was on stage with Taylor, who she had brought up. That said, I mean, what you gonna do? Yeah, I would have just. Uh, she could have given C. She could have right. been a little bit more warm with just Celine, the, the, but the, again, you got to be careful uh, criticizing mm, Taylor. The you know you I give, think, you give the hug and you take the award. You know what I thought about? I thought she didn't hug that woman or really give her any you know it, like you'd usually do. You pay her some respect or whatever else because this woman has now won four albums of the year. Like Celine Dion ain't on that list, and so Taylor Swift probably looks at it as like. Hey Celine, like look look up at me. Maybe that maybe that was some of it. You know she she plays humble and comes across. Oh, I can't believe this! But now she is the only time four time album winner Grammys. We've never seen this. Not Beatles. Not not Paul Simon. Not Stevie Wonder. Not anybody. So she probably looks down on poor Celine mm-hmm. with uh she might with the yeah yeah anyway with blessing that Celine Dion was even in the building. Queen, uh yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's Cabernet Cap today. Got Respect Burgers 1 o'clock, Jason Fitz 125. Stick around. Jason and John, I turn FM, ESPN. Last year at the Super Bowl, you know Rob Gronkowski went wide left on that kick of destiny, and now he's back for kick of destiny, too. This time you can play along. All you got to do is choose if Gronk is going to make or miss. Get your free pick in right now, and if you're right, you're going to win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. That's right. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes this kick. It's going to happen right before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head over to the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then you can tune in before the game, see the kick, and you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets if you are right. New to FanDuel, just visit FanDuel.com slash Smith. Get signed up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and of 929FM ESPN. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Hi, we're back. Jason and John, Audi Turn FM, ESPN. It is Super Bowl week. We are officially inside uh, seven days till the Super Bowl. Uh, we've talked a, a, a lot about it. We had Adam Chernoff on last week. Uh, there was potentially, I don't know, this is why I want to bring it up, Jason. I don't know exactly what the what the impact, if any, will be. But there was a very serious story. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' dad was arrested for DUI uh, over the weekend, which is his third DUI, which means he is, I believe, facing potential uh, felony, DWI, I should, I should uh, clarify. But arrested and charged with DWI in Texas, uh, you know, the weekend before his son is about to try to win his third Super Bowl in six seasons. He was released on Sunday, posted a $10,000 bond. Uh, reps did not respond for comment. He was arrested on a DWI charge in 2018. He was sentenced to 40 days of jail time that would be served on weekends. So I just, 
you know, I don't want to like inject too much into like, but it's not something that, I mean, I, you can't help but be distracted by this, at least for a time, if you're Patrick Mahomes, it's your dad, and he's getting, you know, he's going to jail. I'm not saying he's going to be thinking about it on Sunday, but it's like you want to, I guess, in a, in a perfect world, have your mind completely clear. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, this is not a situation that helps in that regard. I mean, there's a history here, and so I, I do think in terms of how Patrick deals with this, that's one thing. Right. I and mean, if, you're, if you're talking about his third one, and, and my, if all of them have been in Texas, I'm, I'm – you know, what could be coming with a third DWI in terms of the jail time. You could, it could be real significant. I imagine on a third strike DWI, I imagine that jail time could be, you mentioned it was 40 days for the one in 18 or whatever else. Uh, those things only go up. Back to the point. There's a history here, so and I imagine a, a history that, you know, Patrick Mahomes has had out there publicly now and had to deal with before that I, I guess in some way helps you, prepares you for something like this where it happens again. I mean, you know, He's going to be asked about it, but it's not like it'll right. be the first time he's taught. He's had to, uh, you know, discuss it publicly or had to come, you know, mm. publicly acknowledge that his dad's got issues. That that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. But again, not something he hasn't dealt with. And if anybody's capable of a laser-like yeah. focus in the days leading up to the Super Bowl, I would tell you it's Patrick Mahomes uh, from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. And and listen, you know, the stuff with his brother. His brother's had. I don't know the whole history, but isn't there a lot going on in terms of legally, in terms of where there was. some people think that, that his brother should got... be in jail, I've heard. I don't know all the details about what went down with that, but again, he's had family issues that have gone public for a while now mm-hmm. and continued to do his job. Those felony charges of his brother were, were dropped this last month. Yeah. And so, but but, but the still, point being, yeah. it was in the news. He's having to do his job while his family has got their issues mm-hmm. out publicly. Again, I would just, you ask me the question, I'd go back. If yeah. anybody can can focus through this. Yes. It's unfortunate, but it's probably Patrick Mahomes. No, look, I... Uh, You've dealt with some similar things. It, right. I, I remember, like, I've... <laughs> I I was doing... Um, I was doing... We were at the draft party. Um, it, it was the Jaron Jackson Jr. draft, I think. We were at the bluff, and I got a call that my dad had been involved in a DUI-related accident. In fact, he had, he called me from the back of the ambulance and told me what was going on. And uh, obviously, you know, the feelings that you feel um, are hard to, like, there's just, I I could not possibly think about anything work-related the rest of the day, right? You feel like you're disappointed, obviously, first off. You're like, did you hurt somebody? Was anybody else involved in the accident? Um, If there, I don't think there was an accident here, but you get what I'm saying. Like, that's just where your mind goes, you know? Um, and so, and again, I'm not a, I'm not an NFL quarterback. And I think probably if you're an NFL quarterback, you have to have an ability, a superhuman ability to have tunnel vision and only be able to focus on that one thing. But you're still at the end of the day, you're a human and you're worried about your dad and you're worried about his freedom and you're worried about the decisions that he's making. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just, I, I think it's, um, I think it's a lot. Uh, but by Sunday, I'm sure he'll find a way to focus and it won't have, it's not going to have anything to do. It's just like the, the mental clarity, you know, that's what it, I think threatens. And that's, and, and Patrick Mahomes is one of the smartest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, and so I just think this is just a distraction um, that you never want to have, especially, you know, during this week, no, no question about it. Um, it does feel like, you know, that they're like, remember the Raiders guy 
Yeah, the center. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Um, he was a wall winner. Yeah, he just disappeared. <laughs> he just. There was also, yeah. I want to say, a safety for the uh, Falcons. Jeff touched on a couple of these, but and and he thought he'd gotten them mixed up, but they're actually two separate situations. There was a safety for the Falcons. I want to say a few years ago too that got caught up the night before something that didn't appear. I think he was a DB. Uh, so we've had a couple of these. This is obviously not a yes. situation where you got a team player, but um, you know something could be a distraction. Didn't didn't we learn too that that Raider Center had uh, mental oh for sure uh, health yes. issues and everything else is one of Barrett the Robbins that, that's his name that's him Barrett Robbins yeah he had a lot of troubles um, he was diagnosed with pi- bipolar he uh, he dealt with the mood swings by you know drinking doing coke weed steroids all of that uh, in 2010 he was pulled over way after his NFL career was over they had he, they found crack cocaine in his car. Um, he was alleged in 2016 to have punched a mom and her daughter in Florida. 2020, he was accused of leaving a restaurant in Florida without paying for his meal. So it was Eugene Robinson for the Falcons that was apparently arrested before. Yeah, the Super Bowl. I don't know. It's just like you, you, the the high the distractions we remember because typically those teams don't win. So Eugene Robinson was arrested for soliciting sex the night before the '99 Super Bowl. That's crazy. That's a story. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I got it right too. Safety. The night before I the Super Bowl, it. bro. Yeah. You couldn't go one more night, you know? I and mean, got, that's, and it got out. I mean, it's That's that's insane. Uh, I, I do I I I will say a tip of the cap to Patrick because listen, I I think the great thing about life is that you can learn lessons from your parents in terms of what they tell you and then what they do, right? The mistakes they make. One well, I was listening to Mike Tannenbaum, uh former NFL GM, uh, as a regular on Get Up which you know I watch all the time religiously this morning, just talk about how, you know, whether it's Patrick Mahomes in post-game interviews, remember when his, his players, his receivers were dropping the balls left and right, and he said, he's saying I, it's on me to make better throws. He did everything except throw his receivers under the bus publicly this year. He always says all the right things, and Tannenbaum was pointing to the fact that his father, who had been a professional athlete, had trained him on some of those things. So back to the point, I'm going to tell you, sometimes it's what your parents say, and it's as easy as that. You just follow what they said for your life, and it's sometimes what they do. And alcoholism, for example, you see your parents and the struggles they have with it, and you decide, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to break the cycle. Yep. That's not going to happen to me. And, 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 and clearly from that, Patrick Mahomes, who goes about his business, and you never hear any about, you know, off-the-field issues. He's a guy that pours everything he's got into his job, always says the right things, right? He's clearly learned from his dad in both uh, from what he's told him, raising him as a former professional athlete, but also in his dad's actions clearly. And, I, you know, I'd raise my own. I had my own issues, struggled uh, for a long time with drinking. My father uh, before him, his father before him. And so I was in it. I was the ne- I was the I was right I was caught up in it I was part of the cycle and again it wasn't it wasn't me realizing oh my gosh my dad did this I better stop mm-hmm. it was me hitting rock bottom that made me stop but back to the point good you know uh, it was something I had to learn and I could have learned it watching I got in it had to get out it feels like Patrick Mahomes has learned from his father both in actions and his words yeah and again you just see a guy doing it feels like mm-hmm. I know that everybody's you know you. Can't judge a book by its cover, but it feels like a guy who always makes all the right decisions. Again, it's you know, it's 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 the it's the beauty of life is that you can change your circumstances, you know, 
immediately. Now, it takes a lot of work and everything else, but it, it doesn't have to be like the previous generation. That's right. And clearly, Patrick Mahomes is the best version ever yes. of his father, his family, and, and yes. all of that, and hopefully it continues. Yes. No, it's uh, he's, he's an... But I doubt it'll be a distraction at that point because he's dealt with these family issues now yep. for a while and still been able to do the job. Not during the Super Bowl week, which is no, a No, you're little, right. Not during Super Bowl. Because he, I mean... I mean, I, I get tickets and I everything else. I can't imagine trying to answer questions about that. Well, my, my guess, he's, he's facing, I would think, serious jail time now for, for sure. a third. Yes. Like it, in Tennessee, it's crazy. So I imagine yes. Texas, it's significant. And yeah, that that worry and that concern Absolutely. is way more real now if he's facing significant time than it had been yep. where you'd say, okay, we'll just get you out. We'll take care of business, Dad. You got to do better. Yes. And so, yeah, all that can become a problem. Uh, but again, I, I, I think this is the dude that's if anybody's cut out for mm-hmm. it, it's, it's him. But here's the here's the here's the rub, right? I hate that for his family and for him. And, yes, you know the the reality of the situation really that. is that you know it's not going to be decided this week. You know, I mean that. So that's ultimately right. what you just say. Like I can sit here and I can let it consume me. But right, he's out on bail. You yeah. said you said it to the side. You know, which is and and that's hard, man. Like I know people can like they might hear this and they might, but if you've been through it, bro, and it's a family member, you feel. It's it's almost even worse because you feel a little helpless to the situation. Now, Patrick's not. I mean, he's going to be able to pay for any, you know, legal fees or whatever the case may be. So maybe that's more of the normal human, average human, where you know they might not be able to do that. But yeah. you feel, you know, I just again, I go back to that that call and just not like being worried about, you know. And again, it wasn't it wasn't his first time. God knows, but it's like. What what do I do? You know, how do I, is he safe? Is he okay? Like, is he, you know, is anybody else hurt? You know, it's just an absolute disaster of a situation. So, again, we go back to it. It is like the most simple thing that you can do now. Call me. I, call Lyft. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's it's that it's just not worth it, bro. I know, like, nobody wants to... You know what it really comes down to? is like, I don't want to come get my car in the morning. I don't want to leave my car here, and I don't want to come... Because I, I can do it. I can drive. I can... You know, and it's like, that's... that's It's a laissez-faire, <laughs> you know, nonchalant. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. It's like, bro, all it takes is, the you know, the wrong... You know what I'm saying? The wrong turn, the wrong t- place, and, and you're going... You're doing a sobriety test, and you're going to jail. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's just not worth the risk, man. Come back in the morning and get your damn car, especially when you're the father of Patrick Mahomes during Super Bowl week. You know, I, I just don't understand. Like, I and, I and I never will understand. You know, you just, again, 10, 15, 20 years ago where you couldn't get like a, uh, an Uber and a, t- a Lyft and a taxi when it's a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd, you'd take that risk, right? I mean, we don't have to, I'm not glorifying it. It's just like it was more... You know, you didn't have options other than, like, I got to call my, you know. Well, I mean, you had a taxi cab. Yeah. I mean, didn't want to do it then. In Memphis, we got a taxi cab? Well, yeah, we called a taxi. What's the number, man? 555 I don't remember what the damn number. We used to have taxis running around here. Not just in the streets. The you yellow had to call cabs. Them. had taxi companies, you, fool. Did you get in a cab ever? Uh, No. No, I did not. I've, I've never Should seen, have. I've never seen one. I've never, You've seen, never seen a taxi in Not the, in Memphis. Maybe it's dead now. There were taxi maybe companies here. Maybe yeah. back then. But yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was the same. You could call a ride even back then. Well, they they still have but them, obviously, in like New York. Not so. as prevalent now that you just call up the Uber, get on your app, right. you don't even call it. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, today you have to you have to do it. I mean, you should just, you should just, first of all, Patrick Mahomes' dash have a damn driver. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes' dad. Dude's worth $500 million. Because, you know, or Patrick is. So, like, I would just have a, a driver assigned to him. He probably is like, no. 
I know it's, it's 100% My what My guess like. is that's a pride thing, right? Because oh, you could obviously supply it. Yes. My guess is that, no, I'm a man. I'm going to drive yeah. my right. You know yeah. And, and look, I, I, I understand. I'm just saying when you go out and if you plan on enjoying libations, which is your right, just, like, have somebody there, man. I swear to God, like, it's just that. If I ever got that famous, especially with my family, there's not, like, not even, first of all, it ain't, you ain't going out and enjoying that. That's the first thing. But if you were, there's going to be somebody there that's there to escort you back home safely. So I don't have to answer mm-hmm. questions about this during Super Bowl week, man. I mean, what a joke. Damn, it's just unnecessary is what it is. What's the deal on Tooney? I think they, they, they believe he's going to have a chance. Um, interesting in terms of the line movement over the weekend because there was some. Our friends at Superbook went off market. They became the first to go to two and a half uh, on San Francisco just to see if they would be told that this was too far on Kansas City. Is there going to be any sharp play at this number on Kansas City? And yesterday there was. Mm. And so they came back down to two, and now they're back in line with the rest of the market. So just interesting, um, you know, in terms of the number here. Still going to be a consensus, too. I would, I think the only way... I could see this thing going is I could maybe, maybe, maybe see it going two and a half before kick, um, but it's not going further than that. And if it comes back to Kansas City's way, it's not going further than one and a half. It's just going to go one and a half, two and a half, and that's where it's going to settle. Because you got to think about it. If you go to three, right, you're going to get nothing but Kansas City money, mm-hmm. which, I mean, from sharp players. You're fine with the square money, whatever, but if the sharp money has San Francisco minus one, and then you give them a chance to play Kansas City plus three, they could actually middle you if that game lands two somehow. Or if it, you know, if they're, they're guaranteed a win if it's a San Francisco yeah. close win, one, two, three, whatever. They push on one, mm. you know what I'm saying, win on the other. So that's why you really have to keep it between one and a half and two and a half in a game like this where it's pretty damn evenly matched, you know, um, and balance your liabilities there. But, yes, um, Tootie coming back would be big. Um, I think that's mostly it in terms of the injury. I guess they're uh, naughty, they're, they're nose tackle. I don't know if he was – I don't think he's ex- – I think he was on IR, so I think he was sort of expected to miss anyway. And then I think for the 49ers, it's just Debo getting mostly healthy out right. on the shoulder, but he played the full game against the Lions. So, yeah, he is uh, he is all good. Have you looked at any of the uh, prop markets? Not that? yet. No. Okay. I figured we'd dive in that this yeah. week. There's Maybe so many. A fun stuff. There's so many. Uh, I hear there's a bunch of Swift stuff. A ton of Swift stuff. I don't know if it's like like FanDuel like, Canada had like a uh, they had a um, prop again it was only in Canada it was like uh, yes or no Taylor uh, Kansas City to win and then Travis Kelsey to propose to Taylor Swift on the field after the game and no was like only minus four hundred or something and that got that got blown to smithereens to like now it's like no minus ten thousand or whatever it is. But there's no way he's going to do that. They haven't been together that long. You got Kelsey for any time touchdown? Uh, no, I don't have any props yet. The only one I actually think I do like so far is Kel- uh, Kittle over receiving yards. That's the only one I think I like. Um, but but past, past that, I I just haven't played a whole lot. Now you got Jarek McKinnon possibly coming back. For the Chiefs, so I don't know how that's going to impact, like Pacheco, for example. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, McKinnon be just 
They trust him, though. They were He made huge plays for them in that Super Bowl last yeah, year. Yeah, I'm not saying. He wouldn't be running the ball. If he comes yeah, in, right. look for him to get the swing, get the swing pass. That's what Kelsey, that is. You know they rarely run like could, it. could. Yeah. It could. Uh, I, I really want to take Kelsey Unders. That's what I really want to do. I've, I've said that like a million times. Well, he's had two monster games here right. the last two games. The odds are that. It goes down. Well, and that like you have a you have a linebacking core in San Francisco who's going to really dedicate Warner, yeah, to to Kelsey not getting off the way he did in the last two games. Mm-hmm. Now that you can dedicate and it can still happen. I'm just saying, you know, where is there value on the under there? I'm, you know, that's just what I'm thinking about. May have uh, may have some guests on the show on it and see if there's anything they like.